welcome back to episode eight of Truth Talk. Uh, we are kind of winding down, getting getting towards the end of this um, topic of what are those foundationals or core principles that we as Christians have, the ones that we feel like as, as a group are the most important. And I think they all are important, mm -hmm. um, but some speak to you at a certain time more than others. And um, I mean, because the, the things that we've discussed, like um, God, who God is and understanding the parts of the Trinity and having the assurance of salvation and, you know, the once saved, always say all that stuff is very important. But sometimes it doesn't. It, it seems real churchy and not as applicable um, in the real world. And I feel like tonight's um, topic is very applicable to where we are um, as a community of believers and also uh, around the world. So today we'll be discussing the family. And um, I think we talked about a few weeks ago, um, family means different things to different people right. because of the way they were raised and maybe lack of family or lack of loving, lack of a loving family. And so I think we need to kick it off by acknowledging that that not everybody comes um, to adulthood or to that age of accountability. You know when you you're making your your decisions with a good background when it comes to family. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people find hope in a family of believers, and some people don't trust. Are that. intimidated by the fact that there may be a large family of believers that they all of a sudden inherit mm -hmm. when they join a church or when they become saved so or they're just distrustful of family in general and that's know? not how God intended for it to be when he ordained the family in the beginning um, you know it's I think it's just part of this sinful fallen world mm -hmm. that we live in where um, God's idea of the family not that he didn't know it would happen but became distorted and um, mm -hmm. and we find the flaws in the breakdown of the, the breakdown of the family. That's a good way of putting it, I guess, mm -hmm. from what it was intended to be. Yeah. So I think that's a good place for us mm -hmm. to start is let's look at what it was intended to be, and mm -hmm. then we can look at where it's gone. Where we are now. And then how we can help. How we get back. How we get back. And I think that's something we need to say in the outset. Though there's all the disparate types of families out here, and you may have come from all, one of the various ones, God's way is still the right way. Yes. And, uh, and just because uh, someone has a disagreement with that doesn't change God's way. And, um, and because your background may not be from a church background, my background is I've been in church all my life. I tell folks I've been in church since nine months before I was born. Mm -hmm. And I'm blessed to have that be the case for me. And some folks may have only come to a relationship when they were in their adulthood. But still the truth is the truth. There's, there's not two sets of truth in the Bible. Right. So I hear today, and I'm listening to people talk, I try to listen to lots of conversations, and as if they're saying, well, there's different sets of truth in the Bible and you need to find your truth for you. Mm -hmm. Well, there is no truth right. for you. That's mm -hmm. true. It is the truth. That's right. And uh, and that is where Satan has deceived right. generations mm -hmm. of people. Um, and we see it so much more prevalent today mm -hmm. is by, 
you know, the whole, I, and I said it last season and I'll say it all the time, and I catch myself saying it and I tried to wipe the whole you do you movement. Mm -hmm. You know, no, that is not the Christian call. Mm -hmm. You know, the Christian call is to do God, right? you know, and to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that is so detrimental, especially when you talk about family. Yeah, right. So what is God's, what, what does God say? What is God's family? What, what does a family look like? If you could draw God's ideal family, what should it look like? And, you know, we just, we, where you go back to your source of, tr source of truth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's the Bible. And, and we start in the first book and we get into Genesis chapter one. And it's, and he, it, this goes back to our image of God thing. So mm -hmm. God created man and that is the plurality of man, humankind in his mm -hmm. own image. In the image of God, he created them, him, male mm -hmm. and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God told them, be fruitful and multiply. multiply. And I think mm -hmm. that is your basis for family. You know, they're not being fruitful and multiplying, you know, sheep mm -hmm. and goats and all this. They're, they're, be, they're being fruitful and multiplying family. You know, and that family is to propagate itself so that they can take care of the earth um, that God had created for them to take care of. Mm -hmm. And we see it over and over again, yeah. repeatedly. And these are the instructions that were given before the fall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so we know that after Adam and Eve, um, you know, are cast out of the garden, the idea of family continues, but it very quickly takes, you know, within so many years, it very quickly takes a turn, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and changes the dynamic there a little bit. So, so yeah, yeah, but we see. Yeah, we see in their children immediately mm -hmm. we've got problems. You know, the family unit is special to God. Amen. And that's what I think sometimes, you know, we fail to realize because we get away from the truth. And when we get away from the truth, then there is the, the, the breakdown of the family, the distortion of the family. And we have all these different ways of defining it. But Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. And the first building block of society that God created was the family. The, the what we call, what we say, the traditional family or the biblical view of family, right there. Mm -hmm. He created male and female. They are to be fruitful and multiply. A biological male, a biological female. That is how you become one. That's how you have children. There's no other way, you know, to have offspring except with a biological male and a biological female. And then we have the picture of God himself performing Marriage the marriage basically. ceremony in the beginning where he took Adam and he took Eve and he said, you know, basically said where a man shall leave his father and mother. Genesis 2. And she shall, he shall cleave or come to his wife and then they become one. one. Uh, and to live in holy matrimony forever and ever. And then that family unit produces a family. Mm -hmm. And then that family grows up and hopes to have a family of its own and then they produce a another family mm -hmm. and and that's the way God designed it in the beginning and again we're not casting stones at anybody but that is the view that scripture holds to and I hear people all the time they'll they'll go to the New Testament and you know and again you know marriage is defined in so many different ways in our society and they'll say well what did you know Jesus didn't say nothing about this type of relationship mm -hmm. or that type of relationship well, he never brought it up specifically, but anytime Jesus did talk about the marriage relationship, 
Jesus quoted scripture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He goes back to what Mandy just read and what we just talked about, about God performing the first miracle. Mm -hmm. Why would Jesus do that? Well, Jesus is God in the flesh. Mm -hmm. Who do you think was performing the first marriage mm -hmm. in the first place? Mm -hmm. It was Him. Yeah. He was affirming mm -hmm. what He did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. God doesn't change and His plan for family has not changed either. So if you want God's best, mm -hmm. it's best to do it His way. That's yep. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. When He quotes Old Testament Scripture, what He's doing, He says, this is the Word. That's it. And so He is saying what has been said in the Old Testament is what is true. That's right. He's placing His seal on mm -hmm. it. And he does that over and over and over again. So he doesn't have to say everything in the Old Testament to affirm everything in the Old Testament. Yes. Also what uh, Jason is saying I think is, is, is right on the point and we don't need to lose that. And that is family, the, the original family, and, in, and it should be in this day. Uh, we find it over in Ephesians 5, 5 or 6, 6. Um, the nuclear unit, the mom and the dad are to... Uh, be a picture of what that family should be and the children should see that in mom and dad and they should learn to emulate that and then they go to the next family when they marry and they emulate that to their children and that's how the family is to be continued on and on is I've, I do what I've seen. Unfortunately, today in America, now again we have to be careful not all the world is like America. That's right. mm -hmm. uh, they are strong right. families across the world, but, right. but unfortunately not, not, not uh, in America. But, but, but in America, the family unit has, uh, because we've gotten a, a lot of things going on so busy, we've allowed other folks to present that picture. And uh, we've not done a good job of it. Mm -hmm. And so we, we take our children and we send them to school. And we expect school to teach our children how to be human beings. Mm -hmm. That was never intended to be that way. Right. We should teach our children how to be human beings. Mm -hmm. We, we through, our, through us first. That's right. uh, then failing that, we think we should send our children to church to teach them how to be uh, human beings. That's not true. Mm -hmm. A parent, a mom and a dad should teach their children how to be a human being, how to be the God-centered person that they were created to be. These other things are to be helpful, mm -hmm. but they are not to replace that family unit. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, then, if that wasn't bad enough, we found babysitters for our kids, and they're called, originally, when I was growing up, they were called television. And so we set our kids in front of television, and so the devil saw that, and what did he do? He brought in all kind of terrible things mm -hmm that destroyed the family rather than this unit. And then in you guys' age, he brought in a, another thing called a computer with all kind of things in it. And, and the devil saw that and said, well, I can put some games in front of these kids. Are not, there's nothing wrong with a game, but kids are naturally drawn to these things. And if you watch some of these games these kids play, they are horrific. Mm -hmm. Horrific. And, and desensitize kids to reality. Right. And yet, our parents, rather than raising their kids, they're letting these things be babysitters. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so we're seeing the destruction of the American family unit. Mom and dad are not raising their kids mm -hmm. anymore. Right. The kids are not seeing that nuclear family unit. And we're seeing that generation after generation break down. That's, that's part of our problem. I think, too, with um, the, you know, God ordaining the husband or the father 
to be the spiritual leader mm -hmm. of the household, that has, um, you know, comes into play as well yep. uh, with how the family structure uh, is set up within a nuclear family mm -hmm. and then broadly and when, um, you know, sometimes I think it may be that Satan gets into uh, a man's head and tells him that he's not good enough. Mm -hmm. He tells him he's not strong enough to be the spiritual leader. He doesn't know enough. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those things start entering in. And then when you lose that that core value as well, mm -hmm. then, um, you know, it just trickles down. And, and that's the whole movement, social movement that we've seen throughout the latter half of the 20th century mm -hmm. and into the 21st century is, is particularly aimed at breaking down family values. Mm -hmm. At um, Especially as a woman, I'm, although not married, I, I find a, a, a movement that is meant to tear down our men offensive and meant to say, you don't need this person. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have this. Well, right. I mean, well, what we need and what God desires for us, you know, or what we want, there, these are all things that you have to put in the right perspective. Right. And that's why you have to, again, have that source mm -hmm. of truth to refer back to what the marriage is, because that is what marriage teaches your children. It teaches right. your children how to respect the authority of that marriage, which is going to lead in how to respect authority elsewhere mm -hmm. and that does not give a pass to men who have abused that authority right because that is a sin against God and what he created so I think we have to be cognizant of the fact that there are m many times family situations that were abusive that were intolerable and that people either couldn't leave or didn't leave, and th which which gave Satan more mm -hmm. power to be able to push that movement forward because the man did not hold that place in respect. He did not see that person. And when you can when you can disassociate, and that's why knowing who you are as an image bearer mm -hmm. is so important. That's why I think that what I have learned from all this and my study I've done is when you know your importance as an image bearer and you can look at the next person beside you and know their importance as an right. image bearer. It does not allow you to disassociate yourself from the relationship between the two of you. Mm -hmm. That's how you have violence perpetrated against mm -hmm. peoples across the nations um, because you have been able to disassociate them from humanity right. and that this is my this is under my control. I have power over this. So this person is not as good as I am or not as fulfilling as a human being as I am. You know, you, I don't want to get too far down into it because it's a discussion for later. But if you look into some of the old um, slavery laws, slaves were considered three fifths of a person. Right. Well, if you're not a whole person, how can you treat them? Yeah as an image bearer if you're not seen as a whole person. Mm -hmm. Same thing with women. Mm -hmm. I mean, Daddy's talked about it for a couple of weeks in a row now. Um, and, and to be um, in, in Old Testament Jewish custom, it was the worst thing in the world to be was a woman. Or a widowed woman. Or a widowed woman, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you have no value right. 
to your society. And that shows how quickly you go and how quickly God's intent was moved away from. And I, that's why we have to be so important that we understand the image of God and how every single, regardless of what we look like, our uniqueness does not take away the fact that we are image bearers in every way because when God breathed his breath of life into Adam, he, he gave us his image for kingdom come regardless of your how much melanin is in your skin or not. Right. You know, and I think that that, that is, it, as the Christian, we need, that's one of those things we need to hold on to and remind ourselves of, especially if you're going to debate somebody or have conversation with people who are not believers, mm -hmm. because you need to remember as much as you disagree with this person, they are an image bearer, regardless if they have come to saving faith yet. I, um, yeah, I, I, in, in that, that process, uh, a couple of things come to my mind is from a husband-wife relationship as believers, the husband has to look over there and say, God gave us this relationship because he's presenting a picture not only to my children, but the world the of the church. Mm -hmm. And so if I abuse my wife, I am presenting a picture of the husband, Christ, abusing his bride, the church. Mm -hmm. That's a horrible, I mean, mm -hmm. can you imagine what, what, how God, how Christ looks on that, that is, you know, an unbearable mm -hmm. place. So how can I cause disgrace upon the family of God by doing that? The other thing I think about, and me and Jason is, as pastors, the, the, the heavy responsibility falls on us as we preach to point these things out. And, and I think over the years, this hasn't been done appropriately by many. As we've got into this age where we've got almost as many folks that are divorced in our churches and folks have decided to live with each other before they marry and all of these things, sometimes pastors have found it easier not to deal with those subjects, easier to keep their jobs. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to be true to the Word of God, we need to name the sins, Tell folks, if you've been, I tell folks all the time, the marriage you're in now is the marriage God wants you to stay in. Mm -hmm. Right. But, but God is not happy with divorce. We should not look to divorce only in those extreme cases where you have been in abuse and, and, and those things. And then I, then I preach strongly to men that would lift a hand against a woman or abuse a woman, uh, the disgrace that is and, and, and how despicable they are. And I think from the pulpit, we ought to strongly, uh, just like we ought to condemn slavery or bigotry or racism, we ought to condemn violence. Uh, from a man to a woman or sexual abuse or whatever ought to be from the pulpit with no variation or no timidity uh, for the pulpit ought to say it in uncertainty. Because like you said, you alluded to just the fact the marriage relationship between a man and a woman, particularly a, a Christian man and a Christian woman, is not just a picture of God's love for the church. It's the picture of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Out of everything that, anything that God could use as an example to show the world a gospel picture, it's the marriage relationship between a husband and a wife. Mm -hmm. you know, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Mm -hmm. I think one of the, the biggest problems, even with people who are, who are married and Christian and have been married a long time, 
they still don't have a proper view mm -hmm. of the marriage relationship. Mm -hmm. The kids don't come first. Right. 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 The marriage relationship comes first. I was just at a funeral of a dear friend where his dad just passed away, and he made it clear, mama came first. Mm -hmm. Daddy put mama first. And that's the way it should be because we are to love Christ more than anything. Mm -hmm. And then right there, God himself is telling us, okay, guys, you're to love your wife. Mm -hmm. Just as I love the church, you have that sacrificial love. Ladies, you submit unto your husband. Respect, have that respect and all for your husband. And it's a two-way street, you know. Absolutely. Basically, the picture of the gospel is this. My concern is not my needs. My concern is my wife's needs. Her concern is my needs. And guess what? If you're living that beautiful gospel picture about putting others' needs first, your needs getting met. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And, and, and we miss that, and, and we think, well, man, th that child is the one of the most beautiful blessings God ever gave me. Amen. And, and that child is. But I guarantee you, if your children see you loving one another mm -hmm. the way that you should, they're going to know beyond any doubt that, that they, they are loved, that they are protected, that they're cared for, and it's going to paint a picture for your sons and daughters of what they should have. Mm -hmm down the road. Well, when Absolutely. that breaks down, that is why, when, when that doesn't happen correctly, that yes. is why you see the breakdown of the church that you had on because the, these kids, I mean, to just really to shine a light yeah. on the church and are falling short of that, you know, we've allowed things to distort that. And if you live one thing at home, but, but kids are hearing something else at church. Mm -hmm. They see that you're willing to bend. And so it really, the Bible doesn't mean what you say it means. Mm -hmm. You know, the preacher preaches, you're supposed to come first. But, mm -hmm. you know, that if you got something you want to do, and I'm, I'm not trying to pick on the people who have active extracurricular activities, mm -hmm. but if, you know, during per periods of the year, your extracurricular activities take you away from church. You are showing your child that that extracurricular activity is more is more important than church. That's not to say you can't have a vacation, but I mean, I think about you know all these different things kids do nowadays that we did not do. You know, thirty years ago when I was growing up, mm -hmm. um, they, these were not these opportunities. But it's just another way because we want to give our kids in a, in all a lot these of senses, experiences. You know, I'm not going to say it for all, but some of these parents that have chosen that for themselves and their kid to do those things, some of them weren't even raised that way. Right. And again, it's the decisions that we make that are going to have, you know, how things are going to play at the repercussions later right. on. Um, what we, I've often heard it, you know, say about different things, what we as parents um, do in moderation, our children do in excess. Mm -hmm. And I know there's always an exception to the rule, but that is a good thing. Yes. You know, we, we do this, they're going to take it's it to the extreme. extreme. And when we as parents, I know we're venturing off a little bit, but when, when we don't make coming to corporate worship a priority, don't be surprised one day when your child grows up to not love the Lord of the church. That's right. And to not love church and completely turn away. Right. You know, I, I know people who are very disengaged from church and, it and just have get, no interest in And then in you it get anymore. that mentality when you get there, well, I can have Jesus and not the church. Well, the way that 
I see the Bible, mm -hmm. which is very clear. You can't have Jesus without his bride. That's right. right. The church is family. That's it. That's you know, like me and so you can't showing have up family. at Isabella next mm -hmm. week and saying, Jason, we want you, but Laney's got to go. Jason will go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you and Laney get married, and then you uh, call her up one night and say, Laney, I love you to death. Uh, we're still married, but I'm not coming home for a year. Mm -hmm. You know. That's not going to fly well with Laney. Right. Mm -mm. I mean, she's going to take exception to that. <laughs> that's right. So I, I love you. I just don't want to be with you. Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's going to come over as not too awful good. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. and, and that's what folks say when they say they love the church, they love the Lord, but I don't want to it go. It wouldn't turn out well for Jason either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, but what does that, but so then you take that to that relational look. So what does that do with your relationship? Not only your relationship with each other, but your relationship with your children right. and how they view you as a mom and you as a dad. So what does that say to the people around you about your relationship? So, so take that over to the church. And when you don't show up for a year, what does that say to those people that are in corporate worship with you? You know, does that, what does that do to the relationship that you have? And then what does that say about your testimonial relationship to those around you when you can pick up church and put down church when you want to? That's not a family. Well, and it all goes back to your relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I've said it in a previous episode, but like if we treated our marriage, our physical marriages, the, with the same respect, as the relationship we we have with Jesus. Mm -hmm. If I only gave my attention to him as much as the same amount of time as I spend with Jesus and mm -hmm. my relationship with him, mm -hmm. our marriage relationship would <coughs> wouldn't wouldn't be strong. It wouldn't have, you know, the bond there. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing when you decide that the body of Christ coming to church, your church family mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is no longer worthy of your attention or worthy of your uh, efforts, then that relationship is going to crumble mm -hmm. just as if any other relationship would. And then when that starts falling apart, other. There's ripple effects right. out from that, not only in your family life, in your again, your testimonial life and in your church life. Mm -hmm. And, that, and ha that's how we get into these generational things that we see in the Bible. You know, well, how can you how can the Bible say that, you know, the, this curse will be upon you from one generation to the next? It's not a single curse. Mm -hmm. It is the consequences mm -hmm. of those choices that are generational. Right. That that cause effects a way point. downstream. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. that we need we have to live in that mindset mm -hmm. that the decisions we make today as, as both individuals and as a family of believers can have generational effects mm -hmm. for years to come. And that's why we have to be firm now, facing right. what we face as believers. But by the grace of God, just say if there's a generation of a families come through broken homes, mm -hmm. you know, divorce after divorce, you know, and just being passed down. And this is what, you know, this kid's seen and they passed it on. It just can't. But that great grandkid down the road, by the grace of God, they can stop that. That's right. That's right. They're not Absolutely. required. That's right. You know, with God, all things are possible, and they could, you know, get their life right with the Lord, get in the book, and say, "What I've seen, you know, mm -hmm. that's not the way God intended." But from here on out, me and my family, right. as Joshua said, we're going mm -hmm. to serve the Lord. Which is right. a good point. You can't use these things as excuses. Right. You can't right. just say just because I saw it. Monkey see, monkey do. You cannot do that. You have, you have to say, I am responsible for me eventually. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that, that's a good, good point that we need to realize. We can't always be blaming somebody else. One of the things we've seen and I've seen is there has been, uh, the underlying all of this is a demonic 
spiritual assault. Right. Absolutely. Uh, the, the superpower spiritually of the world was America. And, the, and Satan, the devil, uh, uh, took upon himself to bring that power down. Mm -hmm. And he's done a pretty good job of it. Mm -hmm. We are not a spiritual superpower any longer. Mm -hmm. That's not to say there's no power here. I'm just saying we have come a long way in. And it, it, it will take great effort to return to where we were. And so we need to be careful and understand these people that are doing these things, though they are responsible, behind it is a great evil force at work. Mm -hmm. And he is smart. We have to give, I hate to say it's due, he didn't have any due, but we have to recognize who the devil is. Right. And you have he, to recognize the, the influence he wields yeah. in this world. world mm -hmm. yeah. And he assaulted the family in America, mm -hmm. especially the man. And he, mm -hmm. beginning in the 60s, he, he crumbled the family. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how, how, I, how I saw it. There was one television program <laughs> that, that really personified it. It was called All in the Family. Mm -hmm. And that one program really, it was, in the, it was in the 70s, personified what was going on. And the devil, it's just like he was in our face now looking back at that program. And we saw the crumbling of the family. I mean, we, we had a, a person that, uh, I don't want to call their names, I know them, but I'm not going to call their names, uh, that the, the guy, the head of the family there was just a wicked person, he, he was a bumbling idiot. Of course, the wife was not much better, and then we had the two other folks that were involved in it. They, they were hippies out there. On the, it, was a, it was a distorted family beyond mm -hmm. measure. And it was a number one rated program for years and years and years. And we saw that our world was crumbling there. And, mm -hmm. and the devil has done a good job being in our face. Mm -hmm. and, in the, and the church really has not addressed what, number one, I don't think we've admitted what's going on as, as a church mm -hmm. and have not addressed it as we should. We and that's not, kind of a good point too, like if we're kind of going to switch gears a little bit is, what how do we and i think we don't do a good job at this as the body of believers and so that's why i kind of want to raise this question is when we as christians or we as nuclear family units encounter um our a let's call it a non-traditional family mm -hmm. unit another family that has um you know broken away from the traditional mom dad children kind of nuclear system how do we react to that? How do we respond to that? And how, by maintaining our core values and trying to be the light for those who um, are in darkness or not, you know, living God's family values out, um, without, you know, the big buzzword is without offending people, mm -hmm. but being able to bring them into an understanding. Right. I think that's a good segue for us to, mm -hmm. to move time. to another, that, that's a whole another program right. for us to try to deal with. But I think so, it's important I that we it, discuss that. Family part two. I think that's family where we, yeah, that, that's, mm -hmm. we need to deal with that whole because, world. But, and what we have to remember is that you're going to be offended when you you're live. You're going to be convicted. You're going to, uh-huh, and you're going, and, and which <laughs> leads to that offense. Right. You know, when you live 
outside the will of God. And people are going to be offended by you without you even trying mm -hmm. because of how you live right. and everything. So I do think it's a great episode that a whole nother talk that we move into. So we hope you'll join us for um, a follow-up episode um, on the family um, that where we talk about how do we operate in today's world with so many different mm -hmm. family types now surrounding us right. that are outside of the intention of how God created us. So thank you for joining us. We look forward to having this discussion and hope that you do as well. We'll see you next time on Truth Talk.